In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Now when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea, in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Okay. In addition, he goes to Capernaum for several reasons, but I've always liked the name Capernaum, knowing that it's Capernaum specifically that he starts his, his ministry here in. Capernaum, or Kafarnahum, is the city of Nahum. And now Nahum, in the Old Testament, he's, so everyone's heard of Jonah, Jonah and the whale, Jonah and the fish, and he preaches to a city called Nineveh. And he preaches repentance to Nineveh, and he gets, he gets upset because Nineveh repents. He gets upset because his preaching is effective. Nineveh repents and is not destroyed by God. Nahum later is also a prophet to Nineveh, but Nahum's prophecy to Nineveh is unfortunately the destruction of Nineveh. They were not fine after Jonah. They ended up falling back into sin. They were not, to use a pithy phrase, they were not once saved, always saved. And I think it's telling that the city of Nahum, the city of the one who, who witnesses to the fact that just because you have a particular relationship with God or just because you have in the past devoted yourself to God does not guarantee you a dwelling place in heaven. I think Capernaum, and especially Christ's ministry beginning there, is a witness to the Jewish people at the time, because it's a reminder of one of the messages he constantly tells the Pharisees, look, just because you're Jewish does not mean you're guaranteed to go to heaven. But like, look at us. Just because we're Orthodox doesn't mean we're guaranteed to go to heaven. Not everyone who's a member of the church goes to heaven. Not every visible member of the church goes to heaven necessarily unless you go through catharsis, photesis, theosis. That's necessary, but it's not guaranteed just by baptism. It is begun. It is made possible by baptism, but it's not guaranteed. That's on us. <clears throat> and so I think as we're looking at the proclamation of the kingdom, it's it's Good to remember that our position in the kingdom of heaven is not settled. It's not exactly precarious. That might give the wrong impression. But I almost think it's, I, it's, it is not completely gone. We don't despair. We do not believe the kingdom of heaven is closed off and not an option. But we also don't assume 
that the kingdom of heaven is guaranteed to us. It's precarious in the sense of it's loseable. It's something that we can drop and it breaks and it, you know, we can mess up. And that's worth remembering at all times that just because we were good once doesn't mean we're guaranteed heaven forever. We have to continue to strive in that relationship. We have to continue to strive in catharsis and photesis and we have to continue to empty ourselves of evil and fill ourselves with prayer and good works so that we can be the kind of people who are capable of receiving the free gift of grace that deifies, the free gift of grace that takes us and makes us heavenly beings.